I have the chance to be sitting with Brooke Sellers. She is a fitness coach that specializes with helping vegan women gain strength and confidence through weightlifting. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> great. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. You have uh, quite the smile, by the way. It's like going ear to ear. I love it. Awesome. Oh, thank you. So do you. <laughs> yeah, I tend to laugh all the time and I say a lot of stupid things. So I tend to laugh at myself. Um, I, I feel you on that. I'm definitely <laughs> a big goofball most of the time. <laughs> Are you clumsy? Yeah. Yeah. You actually have to think about it, but you know the answer. I know I had to think about it for a minute and then I just started thinking about <laughs> some different events that have recently happened and I'm like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get the most, uh, the most obvious question out of the way right now. You, you are obviously vegan. What's the reason? Because you were saying earlier uh, before the podcast, you're 24. So you're, you're still pretty young. When did you decide and why did you decide to become vegan? So I went vegan um, almost three years ago now. And um, initially, I was just really curious about what the health on Netflix. Um, so I watched that and watched a whole bunch of other documentaries and just started doing some research. Um, I read Proteinaholic by Dr. Garth Davis, which is a really good book. Um, and I just I felt like it was the right decision because I was super into fitness at that time as well. Um, and I just kind of felt like a hypocrite to take such good care of my body in the gym and be really active and fit, but then clog my arteries with all sorts of animal products and dairy products. And then um, just being an animal lover, um, I, you know, I just felt like ethically it was the right thing to do. It's, it's where I felt like my heart aligned with, you know, my my belief system. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I felt like it was just the right thing to do. I just felt like it was a no brainer, you know, for help, for the animals, for the planet. So yeah. And never looked back. And you said that was about three years ago. Yeah. So is that, was there, cause I know for myself, there was a decisive moment that just made me something clicked in my head and just, and from then on, It's never been the same. Was that, was that something for you or you really just tried it up? You liked it and just kept on going. Yeah, it was a very decisive moment for me too. Like I know a lot of my clients and people ask me um, about transitioning. I know a lot of people slowly transition and cut things out piece by piece, but really for me, it was overnight. I mean, I watched what the health and then that was kind of like my light bulb moment. Um, I kind of stepped out of the paradigm, but then I still wanted to dig a little bit more. So I did literally the next day I was like, I'm going vegan and I've never looked back. I mean, of course I've had some slip ups. Milk powder is your enemy. You should yeah. always read ingredients. Yeah. Um, but you know, you learn along the way and, um, you know, you just keep, keep familiarizing yourself with vegan products and get better and better. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I've never looked back. I've never been tempted to eat meat or dairy. I've never had cravings. It's just, to me, it's an animal. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not mine to take. So yeah, it was pretty much overnight for me. 
the milk that, that's amazing as soon as you become vegan obviously you tend to read every single label that's on everything it is ridiculous how many products have milk in it for no reason it makes no sense whatsoever but it's in there for some reason oh yeah totally that is that's probably the worst of it and it i'll tell you what it was it was um these graham crackers that i loved and they were super <laughs> low calorie so it was like my treat at the end of the night and I don't know why, but just one day I decided to look at the ingredients and it had milk oh, powder man. in it. And I was like, wow, what a bummer. But, you know, you learn, you live and you learn, right? I feel like gelatin is another one for people. Mm-hmm. They don't um, realize how how common these animal products are in so many things like toothpaste, gummy bears and all kinds of stuff. The uh, The one thing that hurt me was I'm a big fan of apple pie and... There is a company that makes them here. It's freaking amazing. And it's not listed on their label for some reason, but they do put um, pig fat when they do the uh, the crust. And it's my mom that told me that because she's a big pastry. Like she does a lot of paste. She bakes a lot. And she's like, yeah, that company's renowned for doing that, but it's not listed anywhere. And I've ate it for seven years. Crazy. I just did not. And it sucks because it is the best apple pie. And there's others, but you know, they're really, they're not that great. They're really not good. So when you yeah. cheat and you eat your, you eat your, the thing that you're, you've been craving the whole week. And then, then now I can't eat it anymore. It really sucks, but oh, well, it is what it is, right? The, I know uh, that sucks. Well, and it's unfortunate because it makes no sense to me. A lot of those products, especially knowing with like oat milk, for example, that in my opinion has a better texture than any other milk. You can froth it. You can turn it into whatever you need when you're cooking. I don't understand why they're not using it or they're not using it everywhere because most of those products are vegan except for one single ingredient. Yeah. I guess maybe they're just trying to cut corners and, you know, cut costs any way they can. And I mean, probably pig fat is so ridiculously cheap that it, you know, that's what they do. But, you know, I mean, maybe you could find like a really good dupe online of it. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, you have to cook it yourself, which kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> no, I do it all but, the time. I do it all the time. Every yeah. weekend I normally make a, every weekend or every couple of weekend I make a chocolate cake and I eat it all throughout the weekend. Oh, yum. (laughs) Yeah. And it's better. And you know what? Back when, uh, before this whole COVID thing, we, I will eat crap Saturday, Sunday, or or eat crap, eat whatever I want, although it's not really crap what I eat, but still, I don't watch the quantities. And every Monday, I I was bringing back the stuff that I, that's left over, and especially cake. And I wouldn't tell anybody at work that they're vegan. Nobody would know. They're just eating oh, that's, that's the best they love it can i have the recipe and they look at the recipe there's like seven ingredients and there's no animals by pro- animal byproducts i love it that's the best i love doing that with my parents um especially when i first went vegan um they they love it like the whole foods cupcakes that are vegan or the, they love the vegan cookies um just making like really good delicious food and being like yeah you know this is vegan that weird vegan thing that you guys don't like (laughs) 
it does force you to I know I, I cook a lot. I love, love, love to make food. And since being vegetarian before and vegan now, it the amount of the skills that I have to cook is absolutely incredible. You don't have a choice, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say the same. I would say my ability to cook dishes now is is tenfold what it was before. Um, but for for the for the good i mean it's not like it's more difficult either right it's just different is uh is satan yeah you know satan, you know satan right is it popular where you are um what i say i don't know it's hard to say if it's popular i would say um it's it's very available in most of okay. our stores that's here that's what yeah. i meant. Is it available like is it everywhere yeah like um most of our grocery stores carry it. Um, the sweet earth brand is typically what we have here. Um, or like Gardein, for example. Um, I'm trying to think of some other brands, mostly sweet earth is, is what our stores have. I don't know that brand. I don't think it's very popular here. We, uh, I cannot remember the name of the company, but there's a Montreal based company, which is super close to here, limited ingredients. It's like all their products are all Satan based and they have seven ingredients or so I used to do my own for years. I made my own Satan and then somehow it just pop. It appeared in every grocery store around here. Makes things a yeah. lot freaking easier. Gotta love Satan though. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. That's probably my favorite. I probably have that every single day because it's so high in protein. I mean, it's like almost having a protein shake and it's pretty low in calories. So definitely a staple for muscle building for sure. What's the, um, as a fitness coach, what's the, the reason you do it? The, what's the most, what's the thing that pumps you up about being a, a vegan coach? Is it helping people? What is it? You know, I would say, um, I really just like breaking this stereotype that vegans are weak and sickly <laughs> and frail. Um, I think that's what most people think. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people, um, especially in the bodybuilding world, just feel like you won't get as good results and you won't achieve a very muscular physique if you do eat vegan. So I really just like breaking that stereotype. And especially as a woman, because, um, you know, a lot of people think that vegan women are very petite, you know, they're these like hippie yoga chicks and they don't, <laughs> you know, work out hard and stuff like that. So I think it's just, it's really awesome as a vegan woman to kind of be like, yeah, like I got muscles, I can deadlift just as much as you. And, um, you know, I, I eat plants. So I like, I just like breaking the stereotype and just kind of empowering women and um, helping them feel confident and strong. I would say that's the main reason that I do this. Yeah. It's, you know, the stigma is there for men too. I'm six foot one, about oh, yeah. 200 pounds. I'm covered in tattoos and people never understand, like they can't fathom that I'm vegan. And yet think about a vegan in your head. Don't lie. You imagine a little scrawny guy dressed like a hippie. We all do. Even me as a vegan, I think that I still think about that today. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like that's, that's important. You know, it's like, it's important to know that. And especially for people who might be thinking about going vegan, that you don't have to fit like a certain mold. It's really mm. just as simple as cutting out products from your diet. It's not, you know, like you have to change your whole identity and your lifestyle. You can 
be vegan and still, you know, live the life that you want and be yourself. And so, yeah, I mean, I think those stereotypes, they're super out of date. And, you know, you have all of these awesome athletes now who are representing plant-based diets. So definitely a thing of the past, I think. What's the tennis player? I'm not, I don't follow a lot of sports anymore except fighting, but there is a tennis player that just won yet again. I think it's a six-time winning that tournament. He's one of the best. He's one of the best, if not the best, and he's plant-based too. Because for the longest time, that's what was happening. All the high-level athletes, the one winning weren't vegan. You had a lot of yeah. very good competitors that were, but now I think they're starting to win. Like you're starting to see best of the best being vegans yes definitely i can't think of the guy's name but yeah i mean you have so many people out there um i mean the game changers is a great documentary for you know anyone who's listening who might not have seen it and there's so many great athletes there um olympians and i mean even i believe it's um vanessa williams and serena williams they eat mostly plant-based um so yeah i mean you have a lot of really really great fit athletes out there who are killing it do you recommend that um that actual uh documentary uh you just named it the, the game changer did you like it oh yeah i loved that one that one was great and especially because it really caught my attention because um arnold schwarzenegger was one of the producers Yeah. which was super surprising to me and um, they interview him in the in the film and he talks about how he's gone mostly plant-based now as he's gotten older um so yeah I, I think it's great it's it's a really good documentary for anyone who um might be on the fence about going vegan it's uh, Novak Djokovic the guy I was thinking about he just won okay. Wimbledon which is the biggest tournament of the year and he won it six times and he's plant-based so You're seeing those top athletes and you're right. Seeing Arnold making fun of what's manly because it's in that documentary huh, that he's like, oh, you got mm -hmm. to be to be a man. You got to eat meat. And he used to be that like he can't lie. When he was a bodybuilder, he was a big, big proponent of eating meat. But now you see him yeah. in a vegan documentary, which is pretty funny. Yeah, very, very ironic. But, you know, people change and, and good for him for like actually being confronted with the facts and evidence and being like, you know what, I'm going to make a change because most people, they have a really hard time with that, you know, cognitive dissonance, they are struggling with changing their ways, um, even when they're presented with new information. So that's where you get all these excuses, right? Like, well, we were made to meet meat, then why do we have canines and stuff like that? You know, people will always challenge something that's new and that conflicts with their values. So, yeah, I mean, I applaud any, anyone who can come out and say, you know what, I was wrong. This is what I'm doing now. See, th that's, that's interesting when you said, I, I love to hear people that say we were meant to eat meat and never understand that the fat that comes from animal meat cannot be Uh, cannot be liquefied in your body. Our temp our body temperature is never high enough. And that's the exact reason, as you were saying earlier, that our arteries are clogged. You'll never see that from a vegan, from a vegan oil. It's always liquid, except for um, how do you call it? The coconut oil, but it takes nothing to heat it up. But yet they just 
in one ear, out the other, just because we've always done it one way. It yeah. seems like that's the way we should go. Makes no sense to me. I know. And like, you know, we were talking before the show, my mom recently had open heart surgery and, um, you know, the day of her surgery, there was like a monitor full of people who were going in. And we, I mean, we were just talking about this yesterday, me and her, that literally everyone was there because they were having heart problems and there's hospitals full of people every day having these surgeries and, um, you know, having heart issues. It's the number one killer in the United States is heart disease. So it is crazy to think that, well, if we were meant to eat this stuff, then why is it killing everyone? And, you know, why are we needing surgeries and medications and all kinds of stuff to fix a problem if we were naturally able to process this stuff? So yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, I mean, even diabetes, hypertension, all of these chronic illnesses come from these products, but yet they're natural and good for us. Doesn't make sense. It was um, 10, 11 years ago. It's one of the documentaries that made me stop eating meat in the first place. And I cannot remember the name of the guy, but he's a, he's a heart surgeon. And he was explaining that every single um, patient that he's ever had that transitioned to a plant-based diet, they had, they were able to get rid of every single issue they had prior to the operation so just by changing and he's not talking about dieting he's not talking about quantities he's not talking about eating salad he's really just saying stop eating animal flesh and most of the problems that you have gone that's all you have to do yeah crazy i know it's it's not even about like even promoting the plants it's like just eliminating the animal products will do it do it alone you know it's crazy yeah because a lot of people i think become vegan because of the animal portion because they see videos and they see the atrocities that animals go through in order to be served to us if i can say it that way that's I think most of the people, but I think we need to sell the health portion even more because a lot of people don't care about the animals. They see them as right. something to eat. But if it can make you or make you in better health, like put you in better health, maybe that'll help them. I don't know. I've always felt that way too, because I just feel like so many people, um, I mean, if you love animals, you're. I just feel like that argument for... <laughs> that you know vegan for the animals those people are mostly already vegan you know it's like if you're vegan for the animals you're probably already vegan but you have all of these other people I mean and just think about how animals are treated anyways I mean even aside from farm animals I mean even dogs and cats which are beloved in western society are just treated like horrible sometimes I mean shelters are full of animals that people don't want so I do think to get to those other masses of people it is important to emphasize things like your health and the planet um because you know it's just important to speak to people on all sorts of levels and I think health is something that um you know, may not speak to everyone, but, you know, especially people who are older, maybe have chronic illnesses, it can be a real wake up call for them. And then maybe down the road, they'll appreciate the animals and the planet. Um, but I do think focusing on health is, is a really good way to 
bring a lot of people to the vegan movement who may not have otherwise thought about it. You make a good point. I, I pondered that recently because I have two dogs and I noticed that on uh, one of your pictures, you're, you have a pit bull. You have a white pit bull and it's a rescue. Is that your dog, by the way? Yes, that's my dog. He's right here, actually. Oh, I love pit <laughs> bulls. I'm such a fan of pit bulls. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. The, yeah. uh, so he's a rescue, obviously? Yeah, I rescued him almost seven years ago now. Do you, because I was pondering that, can somebody told me, somebody, a vegan that I know told me that uh, having pets could be problematic because of the reasons you just mentioned that a lot of them are being, uh, well, a lot of them, a lot of them are being abandoned. They end up in shelters and i don't know for the u.s but in canada we do have kill shelters if they're not picked up after x number of time they just euthanize them i do you think that having pets is problematic hmm i know i know Peter for sure has made this argument so i do know it's out there um personally I don't know. I feel like we do the best we can. Right. I mean, I feel like ultimately like just us as individuals, we can do a lot by saving animals and rescuing dogs and cats. And, um, but I do think, you know, it's, it's just mostly society as a whole needs to change and like, you know, making sure we neuter our dogs, spay our dogs, um, You know, it's, but it is hard to compete, you know, with that, with that argument. It's like, should we own animals for our own companionship? It's tough. I don't know. It's a tough question to ask yourself because I do feel like, well, well, our our dogs love us, you know, they enjoy our company and enjoy being our friend. Um, But yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying. I definitely feel like there's no way to control whether people are going to be responsible owners or not. Um, I think it's really just up to maybe like rescue organizations and other kind of animal rights activists to make sure that, you know, that stuff isn't going on. But I think that's kind of a tricky argument. I know I don't have a good answer for that one either, considering I've had six dogs in my life and I'll probably have dogs my whole life. I I love dogs most like more than I do humans in general. So. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I see myself rescuing dogs for the rest of my life. I'm a huge dog person. And I mean, this guy, like he's been my best friend for seven years. I mean, he's been with me through everything and it's hard to imagine, you know, what would have happened to him if if I had not rescued him. And he's been just so, so important to me. So, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. I can definitely respect where they're coming from though, because they Mm -hmm. have a point, but it's just like, but how do you go about doing that? You know, like, how do you go about not having pets? And I don't know. I don't know. I have a rescue too. I have two German shepherds and the, I have two females and the older one is a rescue. Somebody couldn't take care of it anymore. And supposedly she was violent, which she's never shown any traits of that Mm -hmm. with me. She came from a small apartment in a massive city to living on an acre of lands in the middle of nowhere with me. So I think she's pretty happy with that. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, see? So you gave her a better life. And I don't know. I feel like dogs are, you know, like pigs. Like they're very, 
um, their cognitive abilities are, you know, surpass a lot of other animals. So I do a feel like, humans. yeah, like I feel I like feel- it's almost selfless to own, to own dogs. I feel like dogs enjoy our company and they love being with us and, you know, they enjoy our companionship. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that's problematic, but you know, I get what people are saying. What's the story with that pig? I saw a few pictures of you with a massive pig. What's the story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love um, pigs, by the way. They're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah, they are. Well, um, so that is a sanctuary here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Full Circle Farm. And I volunteer there every every few months or so. And it's just a great place. They rescue all kinds of factory farmed animals. Um, it's huge and and beautiful. So, so those pictures are from when we were cleaning the pig pens and um and yeah and I have some pictures with some cows and I think some horses and stuff on there too but yeah it's a great place um definitely if if anyone's ever in Georgia they should check it out that's one of my goals I'd love 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 to have a sanctuary just to take up animals that are being abused that not being taken care of having 50 dogs and whatever any animals would be welcome (laughs) I love I love them all Oh, that is definitely something I'd love to do. Such, they're beautiful creatures, whatever the animal. I'm sorry, but compared to most humans, I enjoy their company a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if you have all of the acres, I it could definitely be done. So well, I want bigger. My next place is going to be a lot bigger, so that I can have that. Like I have that in mind. That's one of the things I'd love to do. Yeah. I mean, you should look into it for real. I mean, maybe goats, like I know goats are super easy to care for and they have so much personality and they're a lot of fun. So that might be something fun to start with. Uh, Goats, chickens, pigs. Yeah, chickens are great too. Love horses. The musculature on the horse is just ridiculous. What a beautiful, beautiful creature that is. Yeah. And they're super loving and affectionate too, and have great personalities, just like dogs. Yeah, I love dogs. I, I don't see myself ever not having one. I don't think it's, I, I, like we're saying, I don't know. I know what people are saying with pets, but I don't see my, I think I'm selfish. I want to have a pet. I want to have them in my life. I like them. Yeah, I mean, me too. And I really, I really do feel like it's selfless because, um, you know, you could buy a dog from a breeder, you're not, you're rescuing them. So you're saving a, a dog that might have otherwise been put down and giving them a really good life. And I mean, I don't know about you, but my dog is super happy with me. So I don't think it's very selfish. <laughs> he definitely likes it here, all his treats and <laughs> walks and <laughs> stuff like that, toys. Well, he seems comfortable at least because he's not making a noise. Like he's very, very quiet. Oh yeah, he's very quiet. He's he moved to the floor, but <laughs> the big so tra- oh, see that I love when they do that. They're flexing. I know his little legs. Yeah, they're just chicken legs, <laughs> not chicken legs, but frog legs in the back. I don't understand yeah, how that's frog comfortable. Legs. But, eh. I know. I don't get it either. But <laughs> is it a male? Yeah. Is is it neutered? Yeah. I for the longest time I had purebreds, so they weren't neutered because 
very, very expensive dogs. And yeah, one of my friends told me, he looks at me, he's like, do you know why they do that? I'm like, no, it's, it's to cool down their, their nuts, their nutsack. It's not true. I'm just messing with you. No. Yeah. I'm I was just, about to say. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Somebody said that to me, but I'm just messing with you. He clearly doesn't do it for that. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that would be a, a lot for just a temperature change. <laughs> well, males, we are, we are weird. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually true. Yeah, I mean, it does help with their temperament, for sure. Yeah. So there is that. <laughs> the uh, I-, I forgot the name of your boyfriend, but he's vegan too? Yeah, Jordan. Big beard. He looks like, um, he looks like a man's man. He doesn't look like the type of guy that doesn't eat meat. Was he like that? Was he like that before you met him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been vegan longer than I have. I think he's been vegan for like six or seven years. So um, and I actually I mean, I followed him for like two years before we ever even met. You followed him. So you were a creeper. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely was a creeper. (laughs) Does he, he knows that he's okay with that? Like he's totally comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we think it's crazy. Like we talk about it all the time that, you know, like I was on his followers list and he had no idea. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how things happen. It's like the universe, right? It's like when things are meant to happen, they happen. So do you believe in coincidences? You know, I don't know. I really do believe in law of attraction. I really do believe things happen for a reason. So I do think there are strange coincidences, but I think something like that, it's just, it's just fate. It's just law of attraction. Like we really do believe that we attracted each other into each other's lives. We believe in law of attraction and manifesting and writing in our journals every day. So, um, I mean, I remember like when we met, we both felt like, Hey, this is like, this is it. This is the universe telling me, Hey, this is your person. It's uh, Albert Einstein said that there's only two types of people in, in life. There's people that don't believe in miracles and there's people that see them everywhere. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that synchronicity, synchronicity is there. You attract when you're ready for something, it tends to just keep on showing up in your life and showing up and showing up so that you take notice. Yeah. Yeah. Energy is everything. And I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I definitely am with you in the synchronicity. I just feel like there's energy in everything and whatever energy you put out is what you attract. So, you know, if you're constantly putting out good vibes and, you know, you really want to attract in awesome vegan guy who works out and you manifest that it'll happen (laughs) well i don't good for you but not my style (laughs) do you do you you think that's another question i've pondered is um, do you believe that do you consider yourself spiritual and not the tacky way i wear the bracelet and it's okay i'm not saying you shouldn't but you know the the people that looks like hippie and not the um, the stigma but do you consider yourself 
spiritual? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't subscribe to any particular religion, but I definitely am like you in that I do believe that there is um, some sort of higher power and whether it's like energy within all of us and the earth or it's something beyond us, I do believe that there is some sort of, um, you know, just like power and just harmony that is deeper, that connects every every living thing. Um so yeah, I mean, I definitely, I write in my journal every single day. Um, I definitely believe in law of attraction. I, I believe in energy and um, I'm still kind of exploring that. So, you know, it's, I wouldn't say I'm like religious, but I would say I am spiritual. There's a difference. Like um, I'm not a religious person either, but yeah. I'm very, very spiritual. I do. I've read the Bible and I know, do I believe that it happened? Eh, uh, who knows? Does it matter yeah. though? Does the does it change the story that the book is trying to tell? No. But exactly, I don't believe in the dogma of an organized religion. Exactly, I would. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, and even you know, you think about these major religions like Islam, Islam Christianity. Um, they all have synchronicities within them too. So I feel like the commonalities between each religion is to, you know, just be good, be kind, be compassionate, spread good while you're here. Um, You know, of course, everyone has their ideas about what happens to us in the afterlife. Um, But I do think whether it's Buddhism or, you know, Hinduism, there are these common values within every religion and it all kind of comes back to energy and just being a good person being compassionate um so yeah i mean i feel like really any anything can be true and it's just whatever you believe in is what works for you the one of the common terms that i always hear through spirituality is being grateful that's something that i do almost on a daily basis, at least on the daily basis, and for a while now every thursday i've been doing a video on what am I grateful about today? And today's Thursday. I did one this morning. So I wanted to ask you on, on the top of your head right now, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for my family, um, my mom, my dad, my boyfriend, my dog, um, my home, nature, my clients. Well, I mean, I definitely definitely gratitude. I believe in gratitude. I do the same thing. I write in my journal every day, five things that I'm grateful for. Um, But those are the things that come to mind. Five things that you're grateful for every day. You write it in your journal. Is that what you said? Yes. Every morning. That's a great, 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 great thing. That's beautiful. Especially in the morning. Good for you. That starts the day right. Exactly. Yeah. I try to have my clients do it. Um, I have a morning routine for them. It's the same thing I do. And um, so I set three goals for my day. So whether it's like a fitness goal, like get my 10,000 steps in, I was struggling with that for a while. So I've started making that one of my goals. Um, Or if it's, you know, something business related, like post um, a call to action today, or maybe um, just checking, checking in with my clients. I set three goals for myself and then I do my gratitude, my five things I'm grateful for. And then I'll just fill up the rest of the page with positive affirmations. Like I'm confident, 
I am powerful. I am, you know, doing the best I can today with whatever circumstances I am under, you know, it, it varies day to day, just kind of whatever I'm feeling. It's just like, I vomit it on the page, but it's all positive, you know, trying to help me stay motivated. It's just a really good way to start your day and stay motivated. Where does that come from? Why do you do it? Um, it's just, well, I guess so. Okay. I see what you're saying. So like motivational speakers, um, I listen to, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers like Tony Robbins, um, super big proponent of that. Um, who else do I like? Well, I don't know. I got the ideas from most of these guys, right. That I used to listen to, um, especially when I first started my business, because that was, it was really hard for me. Um, I'm the first like entrepreneur in my family. Most everyone here, um, you know, they, they're used to working for a big company. So it was very different for me. Um, and I did have some self-doubt. I was nervous. I was scared. Um, but I just felt like if I believed in myself and I, you know, stuck to these healthy routines, I stayed in the right mindset that I would make it happen. I just knew it was really important for me to stay grounded and to believe in myself, just like I did with my fitness goals, if I wanted to make this happen. So um, I really got serious with my journaling and, you know, law of attraction and manifesting when I started my business. And um, I did have a great business coach, Julian Hero. Not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a, he's another great vegan coach, but he, um, he helped me a lot with setting up my morning routine as well. Like as far as getting ready for sales, like getting the right mindset for calls and, um, just having a really positive out to attitude and cause it can really be hard sometimes owning your own business. There's a lot of ups and downs financially, um, you know, just dealing with, with different people. It's, you know, it can be a lot. So it's really important to have that solid mindset um, and have that laser focus. So yeah, I mean, it was a combination of different things, things that I read, people that, um, I watched on YouTube and I had a really good business coach too, who helps me. It's beautiful. If it works, who cares where it comes from? I'm just curious because a lot of successful yeah. people do it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I can't even remember all of the motivation. I'm thinking Lee something, but it's, it's huge. And gratitude, if you watch um, The Secret, which is another great documentary on Netflix, that will teach you all about it, about manifesting what you want in life. Um, it's a book as well. So the book's really good too. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of super successful people. It's just really, mindset is everything. Like whether it's a fitness goal, it's a um, business goal, relationship goal, mindset is everything. I couldn't agree more. It's everything. Everything goes between your two ears. It is definitely, you know, I always try to keep in mind, uh, Bruce Lee said something along the lines that never kid about yourself because your subconscious doesn't know the difference. Yes, there is a very good quote. Um, it's like an old Japanese samurai quote that's it's something very similar to that and it's saying like your inner warrior can hear your thoughts yeah. and can be damaged by those thoughts so it's important to you know change those pathways if you are thinking negatively which we all do you know it's it's natural we mm -hmm. all worry about life we're all stressed you know it is what it is but it's like you said to change those thoughts 
is to create new pathways and it only gets easier and easier. And then it's easier to be more positive, to be more motivated, to be more determined. And it just takes a little bit of effort. And it's well worth Well, everything that's worth it takes effort either way, but it's worth yeah. it in the end, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like if you watch The Secret or um, I'm trying to think of another, um, well, the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he's got a great book, um, The the seven success principles. And I mean, it's just life's changing stuff. Like, I mean, just even your perspective on the world, waking mm-hmm. up instead of saying, man, I've got all this stuff to, to do today. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. Pause, stop, and then just reframe that thought to, hey, I'm going to do the best that I can today. I'm going to try because that's better than not trying at all. And I'm going to make the most of it and believe in myself. Absolutely right. It's the mindset and the the way you see your life, the way you see the world, the way you see where you fit within that world as well. And change that that's the type of stuff that changed my life like years and years and years ago. It's absolutely amazing. I'm always happy to see people take steps like the one you're taking, like as as simple as it is to write in your journal to do it every day, you need to think about it. You need to force yourself to do it. Yeah. And it's so real. Like I, I look back now at my journals that I did from a year ago, everything that I wanted to manifest has come true. So, you know, it's, it's so real. Like people were all more powerful than we think. And you just got to tap into that power and just really believe in yourself. Again, I agree 100%, 100% with you. Um, I think, yeah, we've been going for about 40 minutes. I know we, we had between three and four. The, um, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask every single person that I ever talk to. Um, if you could speak to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell her? Oh, man. I would tell her that she is capable of doing whatever she wants to. Um, She is strong and she is powerful and she's going to help so many people. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what, I feel like that's what 14 year old me needed to hear because I wasn't always as, you know, confident and, and strong. I didn't see myself that way back then. I struggled a lot with my image and if I, if I could just see what I'm doing now, <laughs> I would be, I would be shocked. I wouldn't have believed it when I was 14. So I think I would just tell that girl like, Hey, hang in there. You're going to make it. It's all going to be worth it one day. And your story is going to help so many people. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Good for you. Good for you. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know if you had something to add if there's something you wanted to say? <clears throat> um, you know, not, not really. I mean, um, I guess, um, if you, you know, if you're, if you're new and you haven't heard of me before, definitely check out my page. Um, you know, if you're interested in vegan nutrition or fitness, um, I love helping women get in amazing shape. So, you know, if you need help building muscle or shredding fat, I'm definitely here for you. Send me a DM. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. And of course, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, thank you so much for that. Thanks for taking the time. I, I 
we had fun scheduling it over the past couple of weeks, but thank you very much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And I hope all the best for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. I hope the best for you too. Hope to see your sanctuary one day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.